0: This is the Insight is Capital podcast. Tom O'Gorman is Senior Vice President, Director, and Portfolio Manager of Fixed Income at Franklin Bissett Investment Management. The views expressed in this podcast are those of Tom O'Gorman and Franklin Bissett Investment Management. So now your outlook for U.S. economic growth, you're expecting it to continue along. I mean, the uh, monetary policy continues to be largely accommodative. Yeah, I mean it's it uh, you know markets are accommodative but let's not let's realize we are getting to a point where it's less accommodative. You know I I have a couple things here but one is you have to acknowledge I think it's hard not to acknowledge that what central banks did mainly the Fed the ECB and the bank of Japan was very stimulative to financial markets uh and now that that's being taken away yeah, you, know, you have to sort of ask yourself what's that what's that gonna do to markets and what's that gonna right. do do to the economy? Now, um the Fed has two mandates, full employment and 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 uh price stability as well. But even there, I mean inflation in the US was higher three or four years ago when they were doing QE than it is today. So is it goods inflation the Fed's worried about or is it financial market? prices and inflation and the possible effects volatility could have on financial stability uh, and and their desire just to get off of zero to have some dry powder to fight the next uh, contraction. You know, this is a really long cycle. So, you know, that's one factor. Uh, GDP for the third quarter came out today for the U.S., and it, it came in below expectations. People thought for the third quarter in a row, you'd get 3% real GDP, and it came in, I believe, at 2-6, but it was still a good number, and, and so it's a, it's a couple quarters in, in a row, but I think we have to look at is, in the U.S., how a lot of it's being led by consumer, uh, expenditures, so consumption, and is that being driven by wage growth and, and jobs, or is it being driven by taking down the savings rate and or borrowing money? And it, it, honestly, well, everything we look at tells us it's, it's not wages, uh that it is, you know, there was massive amount of growth in, in credit, uh consumer credit. Over the the 2017 period, and especially towards the end, and the savings rate is being drawn down to, to near record low levels. So, you know, is that sustainable? <clears throat> I, I guess our view is we think the U.S. can do better, and it gets this one-time pop from uh, the tax changes, and it, you're having some impact from taking away regulations, and the Trump administration doing things like that but the question is is it really sustainable over the long term and you know for that we're still a little bit suspect but you know as long as the market's giving the fed a green light to raise rates we do think they will continue to do so uh you know moving forward so we'll see and i would expect they will move more aggressively than than the bank of canada it sounds as though your your expectations your, at least your view of monetary policy right now remains fairly precarious in, in the sense that they, they need to be careful about the rate at which they increase interest rates. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, I'd say so, one, because of how unconventional the policies, at least in, by the three large central banks, how unconventional their policies were and for how long – you know they, they 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 did quantitative easing and the trillions of dollars they put on their balance sheets it's never done before. We've never had an unwinding of this type of right. stimulus, and you have financial markets. and It doesn't matter. Pick a market, and you can almost come up with a valuation that's at a record high, or a, a credit spread measurement or metric that's at a record tight, or at least near tight. So nothing is cheap. So there's less room for error. And, I mean, let's face it, most contractions and recessions and financial accidents and things that have happened have come from central banks being too aggressive. I mean, the Fed's rate increases from 04 to 06, the 300 basis points of rate increases, with a lagged effect, brought us to the, you know, what we saw in 2007 and eight. Um You know, and you can easily draw uh come up with a scenario in Canada that if the Bank of Canada was too aggressive, you know, and, and, and sort of undoes the, the, the mortgage market at the same time having, you know, the Canadian dollar go up five or ten cents from here, I mean, that's a pretty easy scenario for me to say that. That's an uh-oh moment. So we're bond managers. We're naturally a little bit sort of cautious because, you know, when I lend just company XYZ in Canada money, the best I'm going to get back, I'm going to get my money back and I'm going to earn the yield on that bond. I don't have a ever-expanding PE ratio to drive up the value, uh, of my bond. So we're always cautious around what central banks are going to do. I actually think, though, Having said everything I said this is as good as it gets I mean you here you have the thus far central banks have been able to start reversing the overly or the generous uh, stimulus they, They've put in place for for years That uh, you have synchronized global growth. You have all these asset markets at record type levels uh you have these tax cuts filtering through so there like for financial markets this is a pretty attractive time the problem is you know valuations matter it's not just the fundamentals it's correct where what are you getting paid to take the risk so that's something that investors are going to have to grapple with as as we go forward from here and it's not to say there aren't a plethora of uh, uncertainties out there either I won't even go into them but I mean you can turn the news on in any day on any channel and whether it's geopolitical or otherwise there's you know there's a lot of stuff going on that people seem to sort of at least in financial markets versus I think that how the reaction would have been 15 or 20 years ago it it, it seems to sort of get ignored uh, and certainly the tax changes with regards to the US equity market, uh, still seem to be filtering through and, you know, it, we're having quite a run with regards to US equity markets. So given, given the, uh, going back just to something that you said earlier, uh, the uh oh moment where you know at the same time if the if the uh oh moment comes is there a chance the bank of canada would retrace on their tightening or that they would absolutely re- it's possible i i was out traveling with uh, meeting with a lot of financial advisors this week out in right. in quebec and i i got that question and i thought that was really insightful that admit amidst all of this as somebody was sort of asking the question, all you're talking about is or what the markets are talking about and and pundits is, is rising rates. You know, what's the possibility that the next move or one of the next moves is a cut and um I mean that remains to be seen. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna call no. uh, that and say that's our base call, but it's certainly Possible. We don't know what these new B20 rules are gonna do. You don't know what's coming out of NAFTA. And you know, and some of this can be posturing or negotiations. but, you know, the fact that the Trump administration just put new tariffs on solar panels and, and washing machines, you know, and, you know, talked about this whole, even today in Davos, this whole America first and America being open for business, you know, we'll see. Uh, but global trade is something, you know, if, if it's not handled properly, those, those moves can have, meaningful effects and you know how countries respond I mean what's Canada's one thing it can do to ensure competitiveness and that's certainly having the right level on the currency I I, you know a weak currency that weakens too much isn't very good either because it just kills your purchasing power the country at some point becomes poor but you know within a certain range you know, you could, you could see the one thing that Canada could do is, uh, you know, try to target the currency to a level that sort of at least makes it competitive during an uncertain time while, you know, we're going through the ramifications if NAFTA is torn up or something like that.